How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G-A-L-D-E-M-G-A-L. This song is good. Welcome to Growing Up With Galdem, a Galdem original podcast. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name is Charlie Brinkhurst-Cuff, I'm the editor-in-chief at Galdem. And my name's Natty Kasimbala, I'm a former editor and long-time contributor at Galdem. You can find Growing Up With Galdem on Apple Podcasts, the Acast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're delighted today to be joined by Yasmin Shamir, a musician and DJ and the new host of the Roots and Ritual podcast by Trippin. She is the co-founder of Trippin, a leading travel and culture platform focused on amplifying local voices and creating powerful content that inspires its audience to travel more purposefully. On Roots and Ritual, Yasmin hopes to take listeners on a journey, introducing them to people, places and practices that have much to teach us if we're willing to listen. As a DJ and musician, she has worked with Vibes Cartel, Eve, Dizzy Rascal, Will I Am, Pharrell Williams, Labyrinth, and Ed Sheeran. It's so great to have you on the show with us, Yasmin. I wanted to just jump straight in with the talk of people and places and practices and just ask what's the first place that you think you will be going when it's safe to do so? 
Yeah, well, I think the first place I'll be going is home. <laughs> well, to my spiritual home anyway. I've been living in Mexico for the past two years since almost three, 2018. And yeah, that's really been, it's really been home for me in the past few years and, and somewhere that I really kind of find my center, find my sort of peace and find myself. Um, so yeah, I'm just quite excited to go back. It's been about five months now since I've been stuck away. So that will be one of the first places for sure. But if we're talking about a trip to enjoy, I think it's got to be Brazil. So one of the episodes Ooh. on, yeah, it's been on my list for a time. And one of the episodes on Roots and Ritual is about capoeira, the Afro-Brazilian dance of liberation and resistance and just magic. And I did an amazing interview with a guy called Puma Camille. I mean, he's just amazing. And we actually did some classes of because he's been fusing capoeira with Vogue because oh of his God. experience and it's amazing and so yeah and he was just like oh you know you got a friend in Sao Paulo whenever you want to come I was like I do want to come and that's always been the inspiration for me if I just know one person somewhere I'm like okay I can like jump off meet the right people have a have a really authentic experience so Brazil for sure yeah I love that I've always wanted to go to Brazil like since I was like very very little I had it in my head in 2020 that I would go and then obviously Pandemic. <laughs> Pandemic happened. No, it's got to stay on the list, though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that, I'm going to try and go to the next, like, Rio Carnival when it, like, all opens up again. That would be really fun. It's just so culturally rich and on every kind of level from music to the food to sports to expression to like so many things and obviously it's a a big place for the diaspora and there's so much culture as we know that comes from that just magic and just seems like a really special place for sure and just the land there you know like the actual landscape itself is so you know rich in biodiversity and just I'm a big nature I just need my nature dose so I'm excited to go for that aspect too. So you told us a little bit about Roots and Rituals. You gave us a taster into one of your episodes, I think. But I'd love to hear more just about the concept, why you decided to launch the podcast and all that sort of formatting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think like rituals and sort of like the spiritual side of cultures has always been really fascinating to me. I've always been really into mythology and sort of anthropology and just like other ways of other ways of life, other ways of sort of celebration or connecting with spirit or whatever it is. And I think as well, like rituals are tools of connection. They really bring people together. I think right now in a time when people are so like devoid of connection, it just seemed like a really nice time to sort of explore these things and in an audio format so it was a bit of storytelling and we could really like play with the sound design and make it like immersive you know obviously we know people can't maybe jump on a flight to Mexico and go and have a Temescal sweat lodge right now but we kind of wanted to take people into that experience and and also to start to understand a little bit like why these rituals are done and what's the underlying theme and what's quite interesting is the more that we explore the series is that there's these really beautiful common threads between them all which is about community which is about togetherness which is about expression which is about connection which is you know like I said just right now I think is what people need and, and need to hear about and for me as well just like working on this podcast in the past few months has given me a bit more meaning 
bit more like connection to the bigger picture and stuff like that so yeah that's kind of the motivation and the passion for it also the girl that I'm creating it with Robin Lando she had originally pitched an article to trip in about exploring different sort of rituals related to well-being and so me and her got chatting about that and we're like you know what let's expand this let's not do it as a written article let's do it in audio and yeah and now we have Roots and Ritual. I think that's such a great concept for sure. I was talking to someone just the other day and they were saying there's someone who like travels quite a lot in their job and they've obviously been struggling this year with being able to do that and she also said the same thing of like how learning about other people's cultures and their stories and myths and legends and all of that helps her realise that like it's never about you, it's just so much bigger than all of us. And I guess I was also curious like when you said before that you found your spiritual home in Mexico, like what aspects of that place and that culture spoke to you and connected with you first? So my heritage, I'm half Persian, half Iranian, and I've never been able to go back to Iran for various reasons. My dad's never returned. I think there's always that thing. I mean, I grew up in Manchester, then in Scotland, and I don't know, I felt a little different, you know what I mean, in certain aspects of my experience. And, and But then I didn't really have this like strong cultural connection to the place that I was kind of from. So I think that's been a driver for me when I travel. I'm always kind of like seeking parts of or things that I can relate to. And when I went to Mexico, there's just first and foremost is the people and the energy that you get there. They're very, very humble people, very generous, very kind, uh, very patient people. And just uh, there was so much about that energy that I resonated with. I mean, the place itself is just, it's magic, it's colorful, it's vibrant, it's alive, it's human. You know, I was living in London for 10 years before I moved to Mexico and just, yeah, I was, I just got a bit burnt out from from the city and from just the hustle and the, the rat race of it all. And I just, for so long, I was like, I don't know if I subscribe to this, you know what I mean? I think there's another way. I'm pretty sure there's got to be other options out there. And obviously, you know, thanks to having the privilege to travel and have had those experiences, I managed to find that in Mexico and, and a sense of community, you know, obviously the connection to the nature and everything. And just also it's a culture that it has a really like rituals and spirituality and stuff is just quite present in everyday life. Like they're quite a quite connected in in that sense to their beliefs and their traditions and that's been really beautiful I feel like thanks to that my life has been infused with a new kind of appreciation for those things or a space to celebrate them where it's not like woo woo and weird it's just like it's a part of the culture and a part of life so yeah I think that's definitely what drew me there and what's made me stay Have you incorporated any sort of like spiritual practices or rituals um, that you learned in Mexico into your sort of day-to-day life? Well, definitely the sort of having the ofrenda, which is like a little altar. They do it usually on the Day of the Dead where they'll create what they call as an ofrenda and they put photos of loved ones that have passed away, their favourite foods that they like to eat, all these kind of things, little candles and different symbolic kind of objects. And and so I've been creating my own little ofrenda. I like to create a little table in my house and just kind of keep it there and like tend to it, you know, creating like a physical space, you know, offering sort of like some flowers, some nuts, some seeds, whatever. Like I have a little cup of water that kind of reminds me to always keep my cup full, you know, and these kind of things. So I don't know. I think in those ways I've adopted I guess a bit more of being connected to that side of things, for sure. 
But I think there's also there's something interesting in a book that I read about more Native American traditions. And it was from a, a Native American elder. And he said to the Western world, you don't need to come and do our rituals. Like go and sit on a rock and meditate and figure out how you want to thank the sun, how you want to thank the rain and that kind of stuff. And I was quite inspired by that. I think that all these, you can experience other cultures and whatever, you know, and I'm fully aware I'm not Mexican. It's not my heritage, but, you know, I can be inspired. I can appreciate it and it can then help me find my connection in that way. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting point as well. Just like taking different things and interpreting them, how they apply to your own life. I will just also say I've been trolled by someone who works on the Gaudium team because I always talk about Disney films in these podcast interviews. But obviously I learned about the term of the altar from Coco. Shout out mm-hmm. Coco. Oh, it's so beautiful. Film. I literally watch it like every six months so I can have a nice cry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just find that a really interesting point. Just like the learning and just allowing it to influence you however it does. Not necessarily like full subscribe, like yeah. the works of the membership, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing. It's important to to be conscious that for sure for some rituals, like there is a specific way of doing things and they are sacred in their way and in the sort of way that they're done, you know, but it's always just, you know, I think that is what we do as we move through our life. We have these experiences and they kind of mold us and make us see things differently and give us new perspectives. So gorgeous thank you so we'd love to get into your extract so if you wouldn't mind reading it out for us that would be gorgeous and any sort of context you can give to us as to when you wrote it and, and all that kind of stuff would be beautiful i have to admit this isn't from a very long time ago because most of my juicy journals and stuff are in mexico and i don't have them to hand but this is one that i wrote a few months ago now and the headspace I was in when I wrote it, I guess, I'm pretty sure I was about to come on my period. That's definitely when I read it back. I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of things. Thoughts, the talk the, of the thoughts. moon was giving it away. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. So, like, I think, you know, it was in a time when, I don't know, I was feeling my own femininity and I guess feeling unable to express that or have it sort of appreciated maybe uh, in its full experience. I think a lot of time as women that we deny how we're feeling or part of our experience just to not upset the balance or whatever. So this is my little excerpt. (laughs) Everyone loves it when she smiles, when she laughs and flutters her lashes. But when tears hang from the corners of her eye, they look away, unable to stand the intensity of her emotion not understanding it's the other side of the same coin. For she is jewel by nature, spiraling between divinity and darkness, remembering, forgetting, remembering, forgetting. Sometimes she's the calm in the storm, and other times she is the storm itself. Disheveled and serene, splintered yet whole, she embodies duality, embracing the shadows as she does the light. When will they understand her? They all came from her, yet appreciate but one side of her. It's no wonder she wrestles demons in solitude and slays dragons in her dreams. She keeps unto herself the depths to which she travels, lest they say she's lost. But who does she rely on if not herself to understand her own nature? Her moods change with the seasons, move with the tides. They respect the swells in water, but not in women. Are we not the wave? Do we not pour forth when cold? Always responding, sometimes loud, often subtle. Most of what she gives goes beyond words. It takes time, softness, and a willingness to learn her ways. 
thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's such a beautiful piece of text and especially poignant at the moment, I think, in terms of a lot of the discourse that we've been experiencing. So I guess I wanted to ask, like, I know that you were saying, you know, maybe some cyclical influences inspired the piece, but was there anything else in particular that kind of pushed you to write something like this? Yeah, I I mean, I feel that a lot in my own experience and the experience of other women that I find myself around just in the ways that we like I said we're we're always kind of adapting and responding and you know denying maybe how we're truly feeling or what's what's truly going on in the depths of our psyches and you know and I get frustrated the same way that you see in society and it's just, and also the way that we treat nature and all these things that for me are very connected with the sort of feminine aspects you know and I don't mean that in a, in a gender way I mean that just in a the expression of energy masculine and feminine energy so I just think it is very undervalued in our society these you know softness and sort of subtleties and things like that it feels like you're only ever kind of rewarded if you're you know super out there expressive in a very outward way but I think that's just you know, ignoring, you know, a whole area that we're not really exploring as much. And obviously it is changing, you know, things are changing, thank God. And things are, you know, starting to feel like there's movement and things can come into balance because that's what I think is really needed on an individual level and on a collective level is a balancing, you know, balancing out of the energies. I think we can all clearly see the way things have been, haven't been working you know, we need a kind of overhaul in things. And, and my suggestion is like, you know, let's maybe adopt some other kind of qualities and values for ourselves and for our societies and see how that goes. <laughs> that can't yeah, do any worse sure. than what we've been dealing with so far with the kind of current systems and structures. So I'd love to track it back a wee bit and just like talk about what you were like growing up as a child as a teenager and how this extract kind of relates to you then as well were you always able to articulate what you saw as wrong in society as you are now my guess would be probably not because you know we all go through these learning experiences but yeah yeah no I remember I'm kind of like a social introvert if that makes sense like I'm kind of I'm definitely in my own thoughts and my own heads I feel like I my granddad said something really funny to me once. He's, he was saying, oh, you're so deep, you're going to meet yourself coming back one day. Oh, my <laughs> oh God. God. I, that. <laughs> I know, and I, I, I did. It was so such much. a bar. I was like, that, I was like, wow, you really just, you nailed it there. Um, so, the, yeah, there's definitely been that tendency since I've been young to kind of delve into the feelings and try and put words to them you know like I make music too I've written a lot of lyrics and just writing has always been something I don't know my secret little world where I can just put words to feelings I guess yeah did you like that part of yourself did you like the fact that you were like quote-unquote deep and like you know (laughs) as your as your granddad described I think for some of us, especially if that corresponds with being a bit of an overthinker, sometimes it can be quite overwhelming or frustrating to always be like, I'm just going to go to the extreme like depths of like whatever this like, you know, scenario is. Yeah, well, no, I love it. I love it. I love that part of myself. But I also, you know, I have to accept that it also opens you up for the other side of the emotion. So it's like you, if you're going to go deep, you're going to find it both. You know what I mean? It's going to you kind of have enough capacity for like joy and and being moved by things you know 
but then you also have you know that capacity to have your feelings hurt and to experience those emotions as well so it is a balance but I do on the whole I, I, I enjoy feeling life you know what I mean I'd enjoy living it I enjoy <clears throat> the whole spectrum of emotions you know even even the bad ones like I don't invite them and I don't go looking for them but if they happen you know that's part of life and I think there's a lot a lot in our kind of modern lives that we've you know they're, they're trying to make everything so convenient and, and take away the sort of pain or the frustrations of life like but I think that is a part of it too and we have to kind of show up for all of it so I would definitely agree. I think we talked a lot about softness across a lot of episodes with Galdem and I, I guess I wonder if you had any kind of learnings or rituals or advice for those people who, you know, might have built up a more of an armour in their lives and might be looking to practice more radical softness or to just kind of peel back a few layers of that. Was there anything that you've learned over the years in terms of how to access that part of yourself? For sure. I think listening listening is a big Ooh, one a word. <laughs> yeah <laughs> listening really listening to to other people also listening to yourself like tuning into your body I heard something really interesting the other day that was saying that the kind of more aware you are of the sensations in your body is the more capacity that you have for empathy it's the more capacity you have to feel things for other people so I think there is something about this sort of tuning in, like I said before, like, you know, our external world, there's so much stimulus, there's so much going on, there's so many opinions and events and, and so many things happening, but it's very easy to absorb these other people's words and thoughts and it's all about kind of starting to, or what other people think you should be doing or what should be done or like all these, you know, opinions of what's going on and I think it's about starting to just tune more into your human nature listening to your own body because it will speak to you and listening like when other people speak you know and really listening to them you know it's hard I mean obviously we all do podcasts so sometimes you're listening to someone talk and I'm already thinking about the next question and the next question I'm having to like you know really it's been an amazing sort of journey learning well yeah learning to listen I do think we have to learn to listen I think we're good at hearing but listening is something else so a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Are there any other sort of moments in your life where that's been like a skill that you're pleased that you've sort of cultivated or where you wish you had listened? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I was reading this really amazing book called Indigenous Healing Psychology by a guy called Richard Katz. And he's worked with a lot of elders and lots of native communities from around the world. And he was telling a really interesting story well, he was saying about when he was working with the elders and a, a lot of the time he said, you know, they'd, be, they'd start telling me a story and they've told me this story before. And, you know, his Western mind was like, yeah, 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 you know, you've told me that story. Kind of like moving on, you know. And the elder stopped him and he said, no, he's like, every time this story is told, it's different because it's said in a different time. It's said in a different way. And, you know, every time there's something new to be learned, even if you think that you've heard this story before. And now my own mother, she has a tendency of telling me the same story over again. And, I, and when I read that, it really resonated because I was like, oh, my God, I've done that so many times. Like with people, you know, like, yeah, 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 you told me that one, like, keep it moving. So now I just consciously, even if I've heard the story like a million times before, I just I just zip, I shut up and I just listen and see if there's something new to be to be learned. Um, oh, I love that is actually life changing. <laughs> I'm that person. I, yeah, same. I'm we that all person. Are. We all are. That, you know, that's like you know, that's our society. That's you know, our attention spans have been sort of like snipped. So no, for sure. But that was a game changer for me, and I was like, yeah, like that. That is what it's all about. Like, if we're just on, always in this rush to get to the, ne- do you know what I mean? We're going, we're going too fast as it is. Like the planet can't handle it. Like we can't handle it. It's like these are just little ways that we can just slow down and like really have conversations of substance, have relationships of substance, so on and so forth. So. Sorry, that's just really sent me on a mind spiral of like, <laughs> so you're totally right when people tell you a story for the second time, that you can learn new things. And But it also got me thinking about how you should think about why someone might be telling you that story again, even if they don't remember telling it to you before. Like, what does it say about their psyche and themselves in that moment? Because I know for me, the stories that I repeat to lots of different people usually not always come from a place of like hurt or like trauma like as in I need them to respond to that story because something bad happened to me and I need some kind of maybe it's even like as basic as an affirmation or reassurance or it's like I feel really embarrassed about something so I keep telling it to people because I'm like oh like maybe if I tell people then I'll stop feeling so embarrassed but like if I was able to give that grace to someone who's telling me a story for the second time and think about why it's still in their mind and why they're still articulating it, that would be like a really good thing. So thank you, Yasmin. You're welcome. Yeah, no, it changed my way of thinking too, you know. Um, That book is really amazing. I really recommend it if anyone's kind of interested in those themes. Just he's studied in Harvard, like psychology and all these things, but he's worked with so many. He now, I think, is a teacher at the First Nations University. And so he's worked with so many indigenous communities and he's kind of showing the two 
ways of healing, like the healing of the Western world compared with the healing of indigenous world. And there's just so much wisdom, you know, from the elders that he's spoken to. There's so many like lightning bolt moments in that book. So I highly recommend it if anyone's interested. That's awesome. The same person I was talking about before actually also mentioned a story where she was in the Amazon rainforest just before lockdown happened. And she was staying in an eco lodge. And she was again talking about like how people tell stories of like, uh, she learned about pink dolphins out there and like all of these different like traditions. Um, and she was also talking about the method of storytelling and how it's like, for her, it was that every time she thought the story was over, there was another twist and there was another turn and it was suddenly like, it turned into something completely new. So again, I, I just want to emphasize as well, like I think this it's such an interesting thing to think about, not what you gain from a conversation, but like what you're giving to others in that same like exchange as well. I mean, our lives are a story, do you know what I mean? And and cultures across time, like the storytelling and mythology, I mean, movies, everything, we're all, it's, it's all about storytelling. And I think we do it to kind of understand, understand ourselves, understand the world, understand each other. So yeah, storytelling is a big one. I'm interested in what your story is in this moment. Like, you know, if you had to just quickly summarize where you were in your life in this moment, as a story what would you you tell us in a story I I mean definitely in some sort of restricted (laughs) universe I think one of um sowing seeds sowing seeds of a sort of of a future I think you know digging deep going to the roots of things that's not a shameless podcast promo but (laughs) yeah kind of that's that's what the theme of this past few months has been for me too you know I mean I came back and I've been spending time with my parents and that's been like awesome but you know and I think anytime in your adult life when you spend time with your parents you know there's a lot that you kind of notice of behavioral patterns and just ways of being you know as well after being away for so long and coming back you know I can sort of really see the difference in who I am and sort of how I've grown in those years and then you're kind of back in a familiar place and just so it's been a kind of interesting time but I think it is one about sort of having sort of to return to the roots and just touch you know touch the earth and and sow some seeds for the future so some sort of agricultural myth <laughs> Ooh, yeah. maybe like a folk tale yeah i see it I see yeah it. Amazing. that's gorgeous Thank yeah you. no worries when the world does open up and you are able to return to your spiritual home in mexico like what kind of plans or seeds do you plan to sow after this period of life yeah for sure well after I just like hug my dog for a while because I miss her oh so my god much. you love pop I know Aww. she's over there but she's been looked after for sure but I miss her um I mean well for me I'm quite excited to I have a few things I want to do in terms of like I'm very conscious that how much I've grown and and feel like my life has been enriched from living in Mexico. I'm also very conscious that, you know, of being someone from another place that has moved to this country, like what are they getting out of me being there? Like what can what can I do to bring something to the table? So that's been on my mind. And I've been taking music lessons actually over there with a really amazing guy called Aikiki. He's actually from St. Vincent. 
um, but he's been living in Mexico for like 20 years and he's a music teacher. And so last year I started learning to play the piano, finally. And he has a music school there. So I've been quite interested to get involved with that. They're building like a physical school and they just do so many awesome things in the community. So I'm really kind of keen to, that's my passions, you know, community, Mexico, music, all the things. So definitely to go back to the Temascal and do a good sweat lodge and just, you know, sweat off the last lockdown. I don't actually know what a Temascal is. Like, so, is it is it just like a, a sauna? Or? So it's, it's like a sweat lodge and it's the pre-Hispanic Mexico sort of tradition. They have like Temascals across a lot of Central and Latin America and it's, it was a space that was used for healing, but also for bringing together the community for like spiritually, it was said to be representing the womb of Mother Earth. So you would enter into the Temascal, there's these beautiful sort of like entry rituals and then you go in and you do some sweating, basically the shaman's there and she's guiding you through the experience. There's a lot of music and song, but yeah, it's where people would go to sort of undergo a spiritual rebirth of sorts. And it's just a really magical experience like just you're in there it's pitch black the heat is really hot (laughs) and there's music and singing and just it's everyone's just raising their energy and just coming together and I mean obviously right now the the idea of being in an enclosed space sweating with 10 people is like (laughs) but I mean yeah it's amazing I can't wait I know well I can't wait to do all that kind of stuff again you know just be around other people and sweating I've been so cold. I've been so cold. I, I did hot yoga <laughs> once, so um, maybe I'm re- ready to go back to that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I almost passed out in the class. I think I've got like yeah. I don't know. I hot yoga, no, but I can. I can like sit, I can sing and sweat, but I don't think I can do yoga and sweat at the same time. Sorry, this is completely off on a tangent, but I was reading the other day because when I go for a run with my boyfriend, he like sweats like buckets, and I don't really sweat that much at all. And he can run in, like, the really hot sun, whereas, like, I just can't. Like, it just makes me want to, like, die. And I was reading, and it's because he actually has a better, like, heat regulation than I do. So that means that, like... How can you test that? How do you, how do you <laughs> as in, that? This is, obviously, it's a theory. It's, Yasmin, it's a theory. It's a theory. But, like, <laughs> but, like she my theory is... Yeah, I asked Google and like apparently people who sweat more, they cool themselves down. Like homeostasis. Yeah, that's it. Actually, Robin, Robin, my my co-producer, she talks all about homeostasis in the episode. What is that? I I didn't find this on my Google. Body body comes into balance. Yeah, it's how you you balance. So when you're like hot, yeah, when you're hot, your blood vessels contract so that you're not... Uh No, sorry, that's when you're cold. When you're hot, your blood vessels <laughs> expand so that you're like, your pores can open and you can sweat and uh, you can like regulate your yeah. temperature. And then when you're cold, it's face a restriction. I don't know. And then they get yeah. smaller so that you don't let off as much heat and you can insulate so yourself. I think I'm bad at both of them. Yeah. I think I'm just if constantly... You must have lazy I'm veins. I'm always cold. Yeah, really shit veins. I'm always Laz- cold. Ah, lazy and, veins. Yeah. La- oh, lazy veins. You've got a case of the old lazy veins. <laughs> classic yeah um so yeah I don't know how well I do um (laughs) in that environment that you just described but it sounds glorious like it sounds glorious I mean you come out and you feel I mean you just feel like supercharged you know the whole experience of it sort of physically spiritually emotionally all of it it's really magical 
Oh, I can't wait to travel again now. You've really got me like <laughs> staring into the future. I know. I think I should like, people have said that to me before. They're like, oh God, after our chat, we, I just want to go and travel. I'm like, I need to get some commission on these like airline tickets <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> amazing. Okay. Well, we usually ask our guests what advice they would kind of give to them their younger selves in relation to their extracts but I think we should track back a bit further because your extract was a mere few months away but maybe you know when you were at the beginning of your travels or the beginning of the sowing of the seeds that you're doing now I'd love to hear what advice you would give to your younger self. In relation to that story I guess the biggest thing would be to trust the process I know it's like sort of a cliche but there's been, I don't know where it came, well, I have a theory of where it came from because I was actually due to be born on Christmas Day, but my mom didn't want to give birth on Christmas Day. So she had me induced <laughs> four days before. And so I have a feeling that for some reason, that's why I always feel like I'm being rushed to do things, like I'm being rushed to do things. And I think when I was younger, that kind of was on my shoulder all the time thinking like I should have done this and this should have happened by now and like I'm not there and like you know I've not you know managed to do this or achieve this or understand this or whatever it's been and it's really only in kind of recent years I've actually sort of realized that there's time that's the biggest thing is that there's time to do all the things that you want to do there's time to learn all the things that you want to do and you don't need to be like sort of restricted by them or, or sort of anxious over these things so I think, yeah, in the past few years, I've really learned that, I don't know, just by sometimes falling back, you can actually make more things happen, if that makes sense. Sorry, that wasn't very concise. But yeah, I think when I was younger, in my early 20s, you know, I had a record deal, I was doing all sorts of things, but I had a huge imposter syndrome, because things just happened quite fast. And I had very high expectations, and I didn't really like... I was sort of so anxious over the results that I didn't enjoy the process. And then sometimes when you get the results, they're quite anticlimactic and you realize actually the best part of doing that is the experience of it. So really for me, it's all it's in the past few years, it has been to just enjoy the process and let it take its time, even with like learning to speak Spanish. Like I didn't take a single lesson, but like I just talked to people. Do you know what I mean? I just tried. I just made an effort. You know, it really is thanks to the people of Mexico that I can speak the language because they just talked to me. And, and, I, and I saw there was days in the beginning, like when I first would start going, maybe like four or five years ago, and it would be so frustrating. I'm like, oh, I just can't understand it. Like, doesn't make sense. It sounds just like a foreign, you know, it is a foreign language to me, but like, you know, it could be from, you know, another planet. It just doesn't make any sense. And then when you just fall back, one day just things start falling into place and you're like, wow, like I just don't think you can do that. The same when I started playing the keys. And then and at first I was like, oh God, this is like, how, do the, how does this even work? It's so complicated. And then you just sort of fall back and you realize like things can be learned. Things can, things happen over time. Just like, you know, take off the pressure, take off the expectation and just enjoy the ride, you know? That's awesome. I love that. And I think um, as someone who gets very anxious about getting languages wrong, it's <laughs> <laughs> a piece of advice that I needed to hear. Yeah, it's better to give it a go than to not try at all honestly it feels like some of the like self-discovery that a lot of people have been forced to do over the last 12 months in terms of like practicing stillness and patience and all of those things it feels like you've kind of you had a bit of a head start in terms of getting there like it's a lot of the same discussions I'm having with people where it's just like having to be like being forced to stop has meant that 
we've had so much more time to reflect and like reprioritize and yeah it just seems like you're on a wonderful journey um and the final question we have for you is what do you think that younger self would think of where you are today I think it might not have looked how she would have thought it was going to turn out at the time but I think she would be like relieved that it's where it is and that where it maybe could have gone because I think you know I've had other paths you know on my path I feel like I've honestly lived about 10 lives in the past 10 years but the biggest thing for me was always you know needing things to feel real needing like like I said before to just be able to live fully experience fully to be to have the time to like absorb the nuances and the textures of what this experience of being human is and so you know it's over the years I changed that path to allow me to have that experience sometimes when you have these goals in mind you're so focused on the goal that you don't understand what living that goal looks like and actually maybe that's something very different to what you actually is the experience that you're trying to have so I think she would be nice you made a good choice <laughs> you know <laughs> or just like you, you, know, well, yeah. you just you, you you decided what you value and what's important and then try to align your life in that way so I hope she. I hope she'll be proud of me. Sure <laughs> I mean, I, I I've forgiven her for a lot of her mistakes. So. <laughs> We're so even now. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that, Jasmine. That was great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, girls. It was so nice chatting to you all. <sighs> I feel very centered. I feel like I want to meditate and like not even sort my life out. I just want to like find my still waters. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yes, it does make sense. Mm. And I want to not tell my parents off when they repeat stories oh of me God. that I've heard many times before. That's, that's one of my biggest takeaways. That honestly broke my but, heart a little bit. Like, I just, when I hear stuff like that, it always makes me replay every single situation in which I've done that exact thing. And I also think there's something, it made me think about immigrant parents specifically and the role that storytelling has in how they communicate with us and our relation as like first gen or 1.5 or second generation and how what we resist and all of that stuff as well which I think definitely adds another nuance to that that whole interaction so yeah I'm definitely going to be listening a lot more yeah no that's you're totally right and I think a lot of the stories that immigrant parents tell I can imagine or certainly within my own family would have been about grounding you in your heritage or in the places that you don't get to visit very often or have never been so yeah, hearing them multiple times can only really be a good thing. My parents also tell a lot of stories about boarding school so that we think we have it really well. They're like, back at boarding school, I used to eat just plain rice and egg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not always as deep as like, let me tell you about your like family history. Sometimes it's just about boarding <laughs> you school. <have> it <laughs> The shit and the shit food they used to have, yeah. No, I totally hear that. But yeah, Yasmin is lovely, a really, really calming presence. And I think you should all go and listen to her podcast. This has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget, you can sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favourite brands and partners, early access to tickets for Galdem events, an advanced copy of our annual print issue, and so much more. Make sure you're following us on all major social media platforms at Galdemzine for the latest independent journalism or visit our website, which is gal-dem.com. Galdem has a book, I Will Not Be Erased, Our Stories About Growing Up as People of Colour. It's available in all good bookstores or online. If you loved this episode of Growing Up with Galdem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love, and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 